0: Do you think I could play Steve Bannon in the future? Sorry, if I, in the inevitable biopic of Steve Bannon's life, do you think uh, I oh, could? No. <laughs> I could pass. I
1: think I think you'll have to you'll have to drink a lot more. Right. Okay. Than um than you have your face is far too nice to be the like the the sort of um, liver spot disaster that is his.
0: I don't think you know how Hollywood works. They, they just, they, they add makeup and prosthetics, right. but I, I do feel like okay. I've got, I just feel like I'm, I'm on, on on board with him, like internally, is what I mean.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's white supremacy body, that really, exactly. that really uh, hits the old, uh, that's, I mean, this is quite a funny bit. I mean, uh, I hope you can move it into the podcast. I feel like we need to begin the podcast and that wasn't really...
0: This, that was it. That's it starting. It's been quite a long bit that was it starting that's it
1: starting yeah so hitch is going to be steve bannon in the yeah. um in the quite because obviously it will be a future dystopia so it will be quite a sentimentalized view of steve bannon's
0: yeah exactly life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: that's the problem he's gonna to have to give a really nice <laughs> really nice telling of, a it, it, of the, the steve bannon story the story that everyone needs to know
0: <laughs> uh yeah Wait, that is the one positive i guess is that this current administration, being so white, will give us uh, white middle-class men some parts to play in future? That the whole—I mean, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, I'm a, I'm a large, fat, white man. I very much fit into every character type that is in Trump's cabinet. <laughs>
1: Lots of, I mean, there are lots of parts for black women, but only in cut scenes where like their rights are being taken away. That's about, <laughs> that's about it. There's no, there aren't like speaking roles for them in the Trump administration, really. But um
0: I could definitely important. see me playing someone being punched for having the wrong kind of views. <laughs> you know, I've got that Ooh, kind getting, of face.
1: Getting, getting quickly into the puncher Nazi territory earlier than I than I thought we'd be.
0: Well, we can kick um, off with some... We're well, kicking off, mate. We can kick off with where some... Where are we kicking Guys, punching.
1: guys, people, listener of Demo Gogglebox, how are you doing, mate? Uh, let us let us hang out sometime, whoever you are. Um, we are recording our first podcast of the year in what I like to call February. <laughs> it's not... <laughs> I mean, it's, it's been a pretty... Fast news month in January, and Hitch and I thought let's let's sit that one out.
0: Well, yeah, I don't know what to do. I think we
1: why do it week by week when there's so much news that an attempt to do it month by month will leave it a sort of gargled, frenetic chaos.
0: Maybe we should we should aim to do five minutes every day, recording, and just stitch them together, and then the last day can be (laughs) like listening to the first day and be like, oh, how (laughs) nice.
1: That's the thing. We'll, 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 yeah, we record. We record Monday through Saturday, five minute segments, and on Sunday we we reminisce about the Vera Lynn songs we would sing on Monday.
0: <laughs> um, uh, so I
1: mean, look, it's it's early February, guys. Let's give a, Let's 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 keep it. Let's keep the mystique as to exactly which day we record in case the NSA are listening. And um, the 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 inauguration we probably need to talk about. That was uh, what fucking. <laughs> That was like 10 days ago. Fucking 13 days ago. And it genuinely feels like it was maybe um, like maybe six weeks ago. It really, constant adrenaline has just really lengthened the amount of time.
0: Everyone seems to be doing emergency podcasts. Like it would make a difference. Uh, like, <laughs> like, like we should all run into our safety caves and then whisper into tin cans so that everyone else in their safety caves knows how you're feeling about everything. When are we going to have a real emergency? I'm not going to listen to the podcast. Have we learned nothing from the story of the boy who cried emergency podcast? <laughs> you know? So that's one of the things. Well, I'm- yeah,
1: exactly. Because I remember I was terrified when the Night of the Long Knives happened. But when I heard Stephen Bush at the New Statesman's take on it, his emergency podcast, I was like, oh, thank Thank God. At least I know I understand the dynamics that are occurring.
0: <laughs> it's just awful, isn't it? Okay. Oh,
1: yeah. Spoiler alert, guys, it's awful. If you've, not, awful. if you've not
0: been <laughs> you've I like I like the idea that there are people in the world who've like not listened to the news, they go, I want to find out the news through demo goggle box. And this is all gonna be like, What's happened, guys? Come on, let me know. And we let them down gently. I like
1: to think that they have been listening to the news, but they've been refraining yeah. from making an overall moral judgment on it until we've chipped in like that they know everything but like yeah. i wonder what hanrahan and Keeley think of things i will withhold my good bad thumbs up thumbs down until they're analysis.
0: <laughs> yeah Wow. Well, I'll, I'll keep i'll keep that listener on tender hooks as to, to find out what my views are of this <laughs> whole debacle Um, will I be positive will I be negative who knows I have an uber cynical streak which makes me almost impervious to like the the natural liberal state of being you know I can I can I can can argue some sympathies for the right not deliberately (laughs) and not really passionately not deliberately (laughs) but I, I can I can balance some of the I mean there is a lot of bullshit being flung about and it's hard to know which bullshit to, t- to taste. <laughs> I just keep on tasting, it and I just want to send it all back. This 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 bullshit is corked. Oh my
1: god. Okay, let's try and hit some of this chronologically. So we talk of the inauguration. Uh, Trump had his. Trump spent seemingly much more of his transition period instead of spending his transition period trying to sort out the. Hundred and one million policy things he'll have to address. Being the most powerful person in the world, um, he seems mostly be trying to get the best possible singers and bands for his inauguration. But it's so, failing spectacularly. So this is
0: this is one of the things that I think uh, is worth discussing because obviously on the right there's the claim that oh he wasn't interested at all in these things, and this is one of the <laughs> things that the left were being sort of force fed. Uh, as this kind of oh look celebrities don't like him therefore he's not important um but also you'd think one of them would just sing a song but who was it in the end it was like a
1: well they got three doors down i think it is who are like like um like say you couldn't get uh, say you couldn't get blink 182 or stained or like a 9 a late 90s sort of sub grunge kind of Hot punk bands. Yeah. And then you got the worst one of those. The thing right. I find weird, right, is that, like, even Hitler had, like, Lenny Riefenstahl, supposed to be one of the most influential directors of the 20th century, even if she used her talents for evil. But
0: he has, uh, Trump has Pepe the Frog. He um, I mean, has Pepe
1: the Frog, and he's got, what is it, Chachi from.
0: <laughs> but this is interesting, right? This is all about, you know, horizontalism. No longer do you have to have one influential artist. Sort of curating a propaganda. You have these trolls, these kind of alt-right goblins, each of whom are creating their own little tiny pieces of Trump's mimetic um, uh, legacy, and, it's, and so it's kind of that is very much a very modern take of things.
1: So we've we've regressed to a collage. Yeah,
0: in fact, in many senses, could we say that Trump is the first truly uh, modern? Uh, so uh, prime minister uh, uh, um, f- uh, f- fuck man <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, I think I have to wholeheartedly agree with you there, Richard. I think if he is the first modern president, I want to get to postmodernism very quickly. Like I would like well, postmodernism to start maybe now. If that's well, it possible. does
0: seem like there was a very so when people were saying about uh, Obama being very like he was on Twitter. I think that in itself, I didn't I didn't look it up specifically, but I do remember there being a sense of like, oh, this is a bit too modern for. Uh,
1: A President. Trump has been very much hold my beer and watch this. (laughs) It's like oh, Obama's doing this amazing thing where he's uh, like reaching out and inspiring hope through Twitter and Trump's like what if I uh, use Twitter to cause fear and chaos (laughs) and that would be...
0: I like the the image of like Trump saying hold my beer and the guy goes that's that's not a beer that's your wife and then (laughs) he just starts punching (laughs) someone. (laughs) yeah
1: gotta you know i feel the people who say we should give donald trump a chance mean that we should give him about four to eight years of a chance like i feel like at what point is it like let's
0: let history be the judge actually
1: (laughs) the thing is the problem with this podcast is really instead of putting out the podcast we could just put out like a kind of weird dubstep remix of my nervous laughter and i feel that would sum up the political situation better than I think we could actually say. It's just been me going... <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, if
0: only either of us had any EDM skills.
1: I... I refuse. The thing is, I know that I could have EDM skills, but I actually refuse to... <laughs> Not deliberately. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> Remember it's a <laughs> boss. Remember it. Uh, uh, <laughs> 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 I'm well, no, I'm better. I'm better than them. I'm better than EDM. I know that I could be the greatest EDM artist of all time, but I choose not to be. I choose to be a seven out of ten comedian. If that's that's more. (laughs) Do
0: you ever feel like that's (laughs) ambitious, mate? Do Do you ever feel like
1: um, no, no, 7 out of 10 is perfectly placed to be a mundanely truthful amount. Like, 7 out of 10 is like, yeah, yeah. 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 But, like, <laughs> sure. do,
0: do, you feel, do you ever feel like maybe we were never built for this and that we should just be, like, financial wankers just tossing off into a big bucket of money? Like, do you, do you ever feel like that's what w- your place should <laughs> be in society? And actually, you could probably do more good from that position than to try and strive to be something which, even then... I kind of don't... Like, neither of us really fit in as being able to talk for the working man, you know? Despite the fact neither of us is particularly well off at this point.
1: That's unfair. I've met three or four working men in my life, and uh, I think I can speak... I think (laughs) I can speak well for them now.
0: And all of them were better comedians than me. (laughs) Listen, I listen to the Working Man podcast, and I've heard their opinions.
1: (laughs) Um... it's fine, guys. None of us can be working soon. It's all robots. So, you know, <laughs> we're going to need to transcend these class dynamics probably. I don't know. I have no idea. Um, guys, you don't listen to Devon Goldbox to have an idea. No one listens to Devon Goldbox, is what... <laughs> that's what...
0: Devon um, Goldbox is where ideas go to die.
1: Yeah, but but we tell the rest of the ideas they're going to a nice farm upstate, <laughs> right? <That's>, um,
0: <laughs> but they're all we're, like... We're completely bullshit. They're all like, we'll see we have no we'll money see. to send you to a, a, a nice farm <laughs> we, we just <laughs> kick them in the face <laughs> we,
1: we haven't seen the the other ideas socialism and fascism like we haven't seen Blair and clinton's third way for a while are they okay oh yeah they went they just went to another ideas farm up there fine <laughs> they don't worry about the concept of taming capitalism and redistributing um that uh let's talk let's talk the inauguration speech briefly it was um most american presidents use the speech as a way of bringing the country together after often divisive elections president donald trump did not do this (laughs) He, he he Used phrases such as "this American carnage," which many people have pointed out is a fantastic podcast that you should definitely listen to, <laughs> and um, like we have to, we have to protect our borders to protect ourselves from the ravages of other countries, which is an incredible statement to make in in a in inauguration. Uh, Trump Trump said he. I think Trump said that he wrote this himself, and I believe that. <laughs> I believe that he wrote. The- <laughs> I believe that he wrote it himself. The thing I think's great about it is that someone found... So obviously he's been compared to Hitler a fair bit lately and that's probably only going to increase with some of the stuff that he's been doing. But someone managed to splice together... You've probably seen uh, a clip from Trump uh, in the inauguration and a clip from The Dark Knight Rises with Bain yeah. speaking. So Trump says something like, uh, and this day we give, the, we give the government back to you, the people, which is... Word for word what Bain says, although you can hear under Bain's mask a sort of knowing sarcasm from Bain when he says it, which um, I don't know whether Trump is also employing. We give it back to you, the people, in inverted commas, almost. Um, and that's worrying. I think it's better to be compared to, 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 to Hitler than to Bain, because like, Bain's only aim is the destruction of everything. So I guess you could argue misanthropy is better than anti-Semitism, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 not none of it's great. Oh my god, it's very difficult to make any of this funny.
0: Oh, I know, <laughs> I'm very scared. I, I, yeah,
1: <laughs> I'm just very scared, guys.
0: It's like, yeah, you know that feeling after Brexit, was like, oh, I don't know, like, will comedy be the same? I think we can very much say that this is a bigger shift. Like I've not yeah. I've not really watched the daily show or something like that. And it, it just seems I, don't, I I feel like the job of comedy now is just to say what's happened, just to keep up with things. Like Yeah. If you have someone who's Guys, been...
1: watch Colbert. If you're not watching the the Colbert Report, the Colbert Late Show that he does now, he still does 10-minute monologues at the top of each show and I'd really watch those. He's so it's a good way of vaguely keeping up with what's happening, quite a fun way. And he's just such a, he's a warm, Stephen Colbert is a warm light in dark times. Um, what a fucking unfunny thing to say. Just <laughs> just, a, just, a sad comedian telling you to watch a happier comedian. <laughs> um, the, yes. What else, lads? Like you could see, I know when we were watching it, and
0: it was probably the first inauguration I've watched, ironically. I didn't watch the Obama one. I was like, yeah, fine, whatever. Um, and watching Michelle's face throughout the day was pr- probably the <laughs> highlight. <laughs> and trying to see if certain people were clapping and applauding. And uh, poor Hillary having to go to that. Just terrible.
1: Yeah, and be... she got booed. She got booed? by a bit. She got booed by a big chunk of the crowd. Her and her it's up, like, mate. guys, Lock her up. don't boo her. She obviously doesn't want to be here, but she's being <laughs> dignified in the face of this oath.
0: I think dignity is something that was the first thing to go. <laughs> I think that's all we can say. What for Hillary? <laughs> for anyone, I think right now dignity is the last is like has already left. Democrats the should
1: be less dignified than they are. So this is one thing. That, so uh, Obama, uh, Trump has named his Supreme Court nominee who is apparently a likeable and smart jurist who's experienced, but pretty right-wing and of the Anton Scalia mould. So I oh. guess, not an insane pick.
0: Set up a Nazi organisation at his college, I believe. Like a private club for white supremacists, I think. Did he? Yeah, I read about it. <laughs> uh, worth looking As up. As
1: Trump would say, fake news.
0: Um, so Gorsuch... Si- Set up a club called Fascism Forever at his prep school outside of Washington, D.C.
1: Isn't that a Spice Girls song? It's Uh,
0: a deep cut for
1: Viva Forever fans of the Spice Girls. Um,
0: Fascism Forever. Let's try and find out more about his Fascism Forever, guys.
1: I can't remember the tune of it. Viva Forever. Guys, uh, first album I ever bought was Spice Girls, Spice World. Oh, yeah.
0: I really uh-huh. wanted the Spice Girl spice, oh, spice World. Not the Spice original World album.
1: soundtrack soundtrack to the film, mate. Come on. Because <laughs> there was Spice Up Your Life. I think.
0: And the Spice World album and there was Spike the Spice Girls the, the eponymous uh, album. Abbey Road as well. <laughs> <laughs> so you know that um, Victoria Beckham uh, is died in a car crash. Uh, And they replaced it. And if you play... But uh, the record label had
1: to cover it up, didn't they?
0: Yeah, Melanie Bism says, uh, Vicky B, RIP. Melanie Bism. Sorry, that's... I love that
1: Melanie Chisholm is the normative, so that Mel B is just known as Melanie Melanie Bism. Melanie
0: Bism, Melanie Chisholm. (laughs) These these are uh, from the Marianne... That's if, if, guys,
1: that's if Lewis Carroll had written the Spice Girls.
0: (laughs) No, it's very much Marianne's... uh, (laughs) take on the on the Spice Girls. Uh we we have we we quite like pop music from the nineties, so we have quite a tendency to to relive those glory days. uh, Especially now.
1: So um what else? We'll talk we're talking Supreme Court nomination. I mean Garland um should be should be the person the um we had Theresa May going over to um, to negotiate with, well, to, to, to meet Donald Trump for the first time, and it reminded me of that bit in uh, Love Actually, that famous speech in Love Actually, where Hugh Grant starts crying and begs the US President to give him any sort of trade deal because Britain's committed economic suicide. We always remember that bit from um, from Love Actually. Um, and then he puts on, he tries to put on um, uh, Jump For My Love by the Sugar Babes, but um, accidentally puts on Johnny uh, Cash's cover of Hurt, which is, really brings the mood down, and um, Brings the mood
0: down quite a bit. So I remember that being a very sad film where it just everyone was crying. Um, <laughs> and I remember there's a bit I think every- where, where where who is it? Who's the guy? The good looking guy uh, who's in uh, Colin Firth. Jones? Colin Firth. I remember because there's that bit with that refugee and he goes over there <laughs> and he just he just punches her in the face, doesn't he? <laughs> and says you shouldn't come to my country you should stay where you are and we're going to bomb you as well
1: well he but the thing is, is the thing that's sad about it is that he's playing an mp in that and he really he says to the refugee i really don't want to do this but there's a 52 percent mandate and i have to go with the the mandate of this one-off poll which is going to leave us quite into the country so I, I don't want to do this but i do have to fulfill the will of the British people."
0: Uh, we're just talking have you got any uh, memories from the last two weeks to share with the podcast
1: Marianne special guest Marianne McRae
0: Melanie Bism just got a a shout out (laughs) Melanie Bism Melanie Bism yeah no we're just talking about her oh okay we're just talking about how wonderful it was how how relevant she is well just how the only thing that that we had to worry about in the 90s was like Mel which Girl. we to be exactly yeah Mm -hmm. Now, which member of the uh, Supreme Court do you want to be? <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> the one yet to be chosen. And <laughs> you want to be him? Mm-hmm. Probably uh. I still hope that it can literally be me. So this is why we got to that. So he in in prep school, mm-hmm. he set up a club called Fascism Forever, and that reminded uh, Alex Keeley. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs>
1: The, no, I my, the club I set up was called um, Legitimate yeah, Economic sorry. Concerns yeah, Forever.
0: No, it was, it's not Keely. So one of the things I'm going to suggest to Marianne is we watch the West Wing now, because I think n- now is the perfect oh, time I'm to see...
1: Oh, I'm doing sing. that. I'm doing that. It's so, it's so good, and it just makes you so sad about how everything is. What, I find, what, I, what like,
0: confounds me is the, is the amount of people who, who, who are trying to claim that we've been at, living in this liberal world for the past however many years obviously neoliberalism, I mean, it's all about that use of the word liberal. It seems to be... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so terrible. Um, But, like, Obama was clearly working within these confines. And, yeah, he, like, introduced drone killings and was involved in some pretty bad military action, even though he was trying to get out of it and trying to change the way we did military confrontation. Uh, And he did some sort of slightly dodgy stuff, he was such an incredible uh, political figure, politician. Like, the word inspirational always comes to mind when you think of Barack Obama. And with Donald Trump, like, the closest you'd get (laughs) to the word inspirational is him having that on the doormat. Just written (laughs) inspirational as you walk into the White House. And Bannon always asking that Trump wipes his feet before he goes into that fucking Oval Office to make sure he doesn't muddy all the fucking sofas. He Marianne um, <laughs> just said he just inspires vomit and diarrhea.
1: Yeah, no, he does. That's Obama. We, she, she, it,
0: she loves Trump. She's a huge Trump fan. Uh, I'll just go through some of the things I've written down here. This will get us back on track. Um, yeah. Number one, Donald Trump uh, now, is now to be added to the top Trump presidential card set uh, breaking every single category. I mean, he's In a weird way, he's like, he's not a top trump, but if you get that card, you can fuck up everyone else, you know?
1: You can't win, but you can't lose. Every category is NA, and it just win. there's a draw every, every one.
0: The only one he doesn't win is against Abraham Lincoln for tallest hat. And even then, I think <laughs> if we told him that, he would bring in a taller hat.
1: He just stacked 20 Make America Great Again hats on his head at once, and that beats Lincoln.
0: (laughs) Um, Uh, I've also written here, apparently sales of 1984 have gone up, Uh, which makes me ask, who are the people that didn't own 1984 before? (laughs) Their life must be so strange to have (laughs) people constantly refer to 1984 and things being Orwellian and being completely oblivious to what that means. And this was the final straw. And like, I really must read into it to find out what all the fuss is about. <laughs> uh, and at least own the I'm fucking really, thing I'm... and not read it. Uh, but I, I guess it proves once and for all that um, all publicity is good publicity. Uh, Orwellian sales are very happy uh, people. Or, Orwellian salesmen are very happy people <laughs> right now. Um, I'm an... Um...
1: I'm really annoyed that this all didn't happen about six years ago, because then the new version of it would be like, you know, George Orwell wrote 1984 and 1947, 1948, and he would sort of reverse the digits for this future time. So if only it happened six years ago, we could have had 2011, which would be this dystopian (laughs) novel about the year, uh, this futuristic year, 2011. Um, that we reverse the digits for.
0: Well, I'm Whereas currently now, writing what, a novel 2071,
1: called... the world's not going to be around there, and that's an implausible dystopia, because the world has to be already destroyed by then. There's no way... Yeah. There's no way that there's any fragment of this godforsaken rock.
0: Do you remember when we survived... See, the one thing that gives me hope Comedy. is... Comedy! The one thing that gives me hope is... We survived the real date of the apocalypse in Terminator 1 and 2. Okay? Yeah. If we can survive that, we can survive anything. That was like, we are still. (laughs) That was the big end of world date for me. And we got through it, no problems asked. It's remarkable how wrong
1: Stanley Kubrick was, though, with 2001. Because it's just like, I thought there'd be fucking black obelisk totems, monoliths everywhere in 2001. And there wasn't, I haven't even seen one black monolith giving me like sacred knowledge, forbidden sacred knowledge to transcend my like species limits.
0: The two thousand and one bit was the bit with all the monkeys and the and the bones. That was the <laughs> that was the bit, and that is a very accurate prediction of what's going on in the White House just now.
1: Well, no, because I, I remember. Well, because I am a devout Christian. Obviously, two thousand one BC is exactly when those monkeys. Because we yes, of evo- course, yes. evolution did happen, but it's much quicker. The world's about six thousand years old, and monkeys were about four thousand years ago, and then we became humans at about two and a half thousand years ago. Right.
0: I think so. That's, how, not, that's not, how
1: Christian evolution works. Right? I don't
0: believe in maths, so this is all a bit of right. mystery to me. Well, I
1: believe in maths, but it would be it'd be wrong to prove math. You got to trust rather than prove. Math,
0: I don't so. believe in decimals. That's my issue. <laughs> I only believe in flat numbers.
1: <laughs> the Guardian um, accidentally quoted uh, on one of their live blogs a. Oh, this is so fucking funny! But I don't know whether I'm going to be able to get it up.
0: Oh, he's not going to get it up.
1: It's very good. Um They the, Guard- <laughs> the Guardian printed a ridiculous, I don't know if you saw this. So like the Guardian were doing a live blog about something political happening and someone quoted about, <laughs> it was talking about fake news or something and someone on Twitter did a 1984 quote. <laughs> <laughs> which is clearly made up but someone, whoever was manning the Guardian's feed just put it in as a like oh, chin stroke, chin stroke that's such a good quote from 1984 <laughs> and it was all about fake news so this is precisely what happened in an article published by The Guardian on Wednesday that ended with the following supposed excerpt from Orwell's novel in which the book's protagonist, Winston is given a harsh lesson on the subjectivity of truth and the size of trains and the quote goes Big Brother smirked Facts are whatever I say they are. For example, trains are small, really small. You could fit a train in the palm of your hand. That's not true, spluttered Winston. I was on a train yesterday. It's the biggest damn thing I'd ever seen. <laughs> no, Boonby brother, it was small. Welcome to tiny train world, Winston. Enjoy <laughs> not being able to catch a train on account of there being too small, you idiot. And The Guardian, not only the most important media outlet in Britain and one of the most important media outlets in the world printed that as a true quote made up by the very funny Twitter account Pixelated Boat. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it's very good. That is very good.
1: Like, it's fine not to read 1984, uh, but imagine thinking the phrase, no, it was too small. Welcome to tiny train world, Winston, <laughs> is a genuine quote from 19. 19- 84. It'd be a better book if that were a real quote. I don't think there's no book that couldn't be improved by the phrase, welcome to tiny train world, Winston.
0: People didn't realise it, but the um, Taylor Swift album, 1987, was actually a dystopian. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Well, she wrote it in 1978 when she was minus nine years old. (laughs)
0: <laughs> she did write it in nineteen seventy eight. Yeah. She was in she happened. was in
1: the like nebulous epiphenomenal world of non-existence. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> Philosophers, please don't write in, I'm aware that doesn't make sense.
0: That's what people um, say, isn't it? They always say, Oh, she was writing stuff before she was born and she goes on too many dates. That's what people, <laughs> that's what people say.
1: What's the deal with Taylor Swift? going on all these dates with all these men and not sticking to one guy, and with her writing things nine years before she was born. <laughs> Harpy. What, what I will say, say her, is
0: it? I'm glad we, we, we are pointing our satirical uh, knives at the, the worthwhile targets of the world, i.e. the Spice Girls <laughs> and Taylor Swift, who really deserve to be taken down a notch.
1: A couple other things. Well, one thing I want to do is, so this month is, uh, is it this month? That's, oh, this is terrible. Um, it's the start of Black History Month this month, isn't it? February?
0: Is that like Black Mirror? Um,
1: well, it's, it's, like, it's like Black Mirror if Black Mirror were a happy show imagining a better world where we treat it where <laughs> there wasn't systemic inequality, so <laughs> no.
0: Do you know that Kate McCann is now a judge on Britain's Got Talent? Oh Jesus! So she's not she's not a judge. Sorry, she's not a judge. She's
1: what a contestant? She's, yeah,
0: she's in the missing people choir. Oh
1: fuck me! That's horrible. What? And it's that's not a thing.
0: A whole choir made out of of parents who are looking for their missing children.
1: I genuinely, maybe I'm not creative enough as a person, but I genuinely couldn't imagine something more ghastly than that. That's horrible. Oh,
0: so she's she's a choir ambassador, but apparently she might not be.
1: Right. Okay. Because
0: in her defence, it probably will um, spread the message about <laughs> Madeline. So, um,
1: guys, crazy proposition. I don't think the reason that we haven't found Madeline McCann is that not enough people knew about it. I feel like I feel like it was a pretty big deal for a very long time. Um. Let's. I think only sadness lies in talking about Madden McCann for much longer. What do you mean? Uh, can mate? we go back to talking about fascism and the explosion of the world rather than the disappearance of one particular person?
0: This is more of your liberal bias. The world hasn't exploded yeah. yet.
1: <laughs> Just give the world a chance not to explode under its the stupid stewardship yeah. of this man. Um, let's talk. So it's, it's Black History Month this month, and Trump uh, gave you know. So Trump. So Trump instituted this basically uh, a Muslim refugee ban and given that Rudy Giuliani spe- specifically said in an interview that it basically is a Muslim refugee ban and he they wanted to do that but they just had to find a way constitutionally to make it okay so they had to try and make it so that it technically wasn't that but it, I mean he said it is. Um, so he, he announced that the day, of, the day of Holocaust Memorial Day a day when the White House deliberately didn't use didn't specifically talk about The Jews, in a statement on Holocaust Memorial Day, and clarified that they had done that intentionally because they wanted to draw attention to other people having been killed in the Holocaust. And obviously, many millions of non-Jews were, but I mean, it's primarily just absolutely shocking. I mean, they, as someone said, they all lives mattered the Holocaust, Um, which, but but as well as that, they um, so it's Black History Month this month. And what I'm going to do now is I'm going to read word for word, yeah, a uh, yeah. a like a speech at that Trump gave to to mark the occasion in the White House yesterday, and it is incredible. This is word for word, okay. a transcript. Here we go. So this is for guys. This is for this is for Black History Month. Already a weird concept where it's like you know the thing that happened which was horrible. We'll remember it for a month and we cool, right? Like. here's here's what Trump said. Well, the election, it came out really well. Next time we'll triple the number or quadruple it. We want to get it over 51, right? At least 51. Well, this is Black History Month. So this is our little breakfast, our little get together. Hi, Lynn, how are you? Just a few notes. You can also, you can hear, hi, Lynn, how are you in an Alan Partridge voice, if you want. Um, (laughs) Hi, Lynn, how are you? Um, Just a few notes. During this month, we honour the tremendous history of African-Americans throughout our country, throughout the world, if you really think about it, right? And their story is one of imaginable sacrifice, hard work and faith in America. I've gotten a real glimpse. During the campaign, I'd go around with Ben to a lot of different places I wasn't so familiar with. They're incredible people. And I want to thank Ben Carson, who's going to be heading up HUD. That's a big job. That's a job that's not any housing, but it's mind and spirit, right, Ben? And you understand? Nobody's going to be better than Ben. Last month, we celebrated the life of Reverend, Mar- Mar- uh, Reverend Martin Luther King Jr., whose incredible example is unique in American history. You read all about Dr. Martin Luther King a-, a week ago when someone said, I took the statue out of my office. It turned out that was fake news. Fake news. The statue is cherished. It's one of the few things in the... And we have some good ones. We have Lincoln, and we have Jefferson, and we have Dr. Martin Luther King. But they said the statue, the bust of Martin Luther King, was taken out of the office, and it was never even touched. So I think it was a disgrace. But that's the way the press is very unfortunate. Remember, this is Black History Month. I'm very (laughs) proud now that we have a museum on the National Mall where people can learn about Reverend King, so many other things. Frederick Douglass is an example of someone who's done an amazing job and is being recognised more and more, I noticed. Harriet Tubman, Rosa Parks and millions more black Americans who made America what it is today. Big impact. Uh, Just to clarify, he seems to talk about Frederick Douglass in the present tense, and Frederick Douglass has been dead for more than a century. A
0: hundred years. A hundred Um, years.
1: (laughs) I'm proud to honour this heritage, (laughs) and we will be honouring it more and more. The folks at the table in almost all cases have been great friends and supporters. Daryl? I met Daryl when he was defending me on television. And the people that are on the other side of the argument didn't have a chance, right? And Paris has done an amazing job in a very hostile CNN community. He's all by himself. You'll have seven people and Paris. And I'll take Paris over the seven. But I don't watch CNN, so I don't get to see you as much as I used to. And I don't like watching fake news. But Fox has treated me very nice. Wherever Fox is, thank you. We're gonna need better schools, and we need them soon. We're gonna need more jobs. We need better wages, a lot better wages. We're gonna work very hard in the inner city. Ben is gonna do that bigly. That's one of the big things you're gonna be looking at. We need safer communities, and we're gonna do that with law enforcement. We're gonna make it safe. We're gonna make it much better than it is right now. Right now, it's terrible. And I saw you talking about it the other night, Paris, on something else. that was really you did a fantastic job the other night on a very unrelated show. I'm ready to do my part, and I'll say this. We're going to work together. This is a great group. This is a group that's been so special to me. You really helped me a lot. If you remember, I wasn't going to do well with the African-American community. And after they heard me speaking, talking about the inner city and lots of other things, we ended up getting, getting, and I won't go into details, but we ended up getting substantially more than other candidates who've run in the past years. And now we're going to take that to new levels. I want to thank my television star over here. Omarosa is actually a very nice person. Nobody knows that. I don't want to help destroy her reputation, but she's a very good person. And she's been helpful right from the beginning of the campaign. And I appreciate it. I really do. Very special. So I want to thank everyone for being here. Like, it's.
0: It <laughs> doesn't say anything. He doesn't about... say.
1: It's over half of it is about his own election, which happened like nearly three months ago.
0: It's, it is incredible. He
1: is a dangerous maniac. Yeah. The, um, <laughs> the article that that, that uh, transcript from just after the transcript ends just says it's Black History Month. <laughs> <laughs> I feel
0: like I've learned uh, less about Black History Month having listened to that. <laughs> and to be fair, my ignorance of black history is already pretty
1: high. <laughs> I'm like, well, you could read that and think that Frederick Douglass is alive and well and still doing whatever it is he did. Trump doesn't mention any of the specifics of any... Like, it's incredible. All he talks about in that, that the only specific about like black America that he talks about seemingly is to like equate all of the work of HUD with black people, yeah. which is to me actually seems kind of racist. Yeah. The, you know, it's it's like saying that people of only one ethnicity are, are using benefits or housing benefits in, in Britain, it seems roughly. Um, incredible. Guys, comedy, absolute... Piping comedy, fitting your little ears all up with little little, little jokes, little spicy anecdotes and jokes. Oh my God, it's over. Whatever whatever we had in all of its hypocrisy and complexity, it is over.
0: <laughs> um, um I, I need to uh, introduce to you a feature that Marianne has suggested we do. And it's yep. called Yodley! And what we do is, I yodel... <laughs> A speech, and you have to tell me who, who yeah. whose speech it was.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Uh, let's see if this works. She gets out and she starts asking me all sorts of ridiculous questions. You could see there was blood coming out of her eyes, blood coming out of her wherever. In my opinion, she was off base.
1: So, who's that? That's uh, Simone de Beauvoir, isn't
0: it? <laughs> I think that's how it's written as well. Yeah, just... I've not
1: read all of, but it's got like it's got the rhythm of a of a de Beauvoir.
0: It does. Thing. Yeah, you got it.
1: You got it. One. Um, it's Donald Trump, isn't it? It's President <laughs> Donald Trump. Remember, guys, it's President. Make it sound
0: real. Yeah.
1: President Donald Trump, not self-confessed sexual assaulter. Donald Trump. President Donald Trump, which is very uh, different. That's a sound that most people make. But unfortunately, not enough people in Michigan made that sound. That's. I enjoy that segment. I look forward to... Have you got any others, or are you saving it for next? Let's let's be optimistic and say next fortnight.
0: Let's, do, let's go on to the, the Muslim ban. Mm. If I've, got some, I've, got, I've got something else to read here. Uh, so, uh, for those who don't know, uh, Donald Trump signed an executive order saying that people from various areas in the world, uh, were not to be allowed into the country and signed it in such a way as to mean it, it happened immediately. Um, including for people who were literally in, in, on, <laughs> in the queues coming into immigration right now. Um, and he said, he tweeted afterwards that there were, there were huge problems, uh, And the huge problems were from Delta Airlines, which in some sense may be true. And and he said that it wasn't his executive order. The executive order he signed had nothing to do with it. And it was all to do with Delta Airlines. Um, And I I have some sympathy for Donald Trump there. Because what he meant was, what he signed was just a piece of paper. And it was an inanimate piece of paper. How could that do anything? How could that (laughs) cause the problems, you know? Um, So... I think he could just be very sarcastic and we just, we've just we not quite gone on to his level yet. You know?
1: Well, I can't work out whether we're going to seriously die of global warming or literally <laughs> die of global warming. It's difficult to work out which, yeah. which one of those uh, it's going to be. Uh, because that was the big... That's the big... For me, that's that's the big one isn't it he's pulling he's going to pull America out of the paris climate change accords so um that's the the honorable thing that trump's doing there is that barring he's at least solving what it is the worst thing he's done in his administration because it's that isn't it that would be the worst thing unless he actually starts a war that's going to help
0: but it's ironic isn't it it's ironic because he's on the one hand he's against global warming on the other he's trying to lower air like, like carbon emissions <laughs> from air travel by uh, preventing people from travelling.
1: That's it. So that's,
0: I, you know, he's an enigma, isn't he?
1: That's what I'm saying. If those selfish billion, billion odd Muslims stop flying planes, uh, stop <laughs> into stop, buildings, it, well, I didn't, that's what you're stopping. That's um, he's, no that, one the talks kind of about the, the,
0: the, the, the greenhouse gas emission from those exploded planes on 9/11. Well, exactly. That needs to be spoken about more. It's a liberal conspiracy. <laughs>
1: Richard Hanrahan is not speaking on behalf of Damagoga Box. (laughs) Do
0: you remember when Rudy Giuliani said that there hadn't been any terrorist attacks on on US soil since, what was it? In a Republican presidency or something.
1: Yeah, incredible. What an incredible arsehole.
0: I genuinely think that the right thinks that Barack Obama had been in power since 2001. Yeah. I think they, they honestly think he flew the plane in to the buildings and then parachuted down. As part of his infiltration of the United States. What
1: were you saying? Could you could you remind me? There was something you you reminded me of something. What were the last things you said? You said, yeah. Oh, Trump. Wouldn't it be funny if um because
0: it- <laughs> oh it was Trump. Yeah, it was Trump. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was, uh, Donald Trump. That was the that's the thing. That's the thing. What we're talking about. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, my terminal illness. I forgot about <laughs> the. Um, <laughs> The, basically, yes, like, wouldn't it be funny if it turned out that everything, so like, Trump was actually Kenyan or something, but I think better than that, that he turned out to be a Muslim, and like, actually quite a devout Muslim, and that he was being really, <laughs> like, not like, not like, no, oh, I'm quite secular, These like, really, like, praying, yeah, praying five times a day and just being and just, and he's,
0: he's had like a bomb strapped to him the entire time so, in someone
1: acts and he walks in on him without knocking at door. he's like no no, I wasn't pr- I was um, uh, denigrating a woman for her bodily functions obviously I wasn't
0: <laughs> uh, well at least at least when he grabs a pushy he, he grabs that pussy <laughs> in the direction of Mecca
1: can I just clarify that you said grab the pushy which is which
0: is <laughs> it's the Sean which Connery, is Connery a version Sean,
1: Sean Connery yes
0: <laughs> grab the pushy uh, oh yeah. boy what else have you got? Um, what have you got written down? Let's get through this fucking the, podcast. The Paris, the Paris Climate
1: I, Change Accord is signed by, <laughs> I think, 175 countries. America is now not going to be one of those. Um, let's bear in mind other countries that have signed it. Uh, we've got Zimbabwe as another famous <laughs> famous climate change activist. Globalists. Zimbabwe. Classic liberal also, uh, Zimbabwe. Who's the other country that signed it? North Korea. So even North Korea's like... <laughs> even Kim jong-un's like well I mean obviously we've got to step up on climate change I'm like half expecting to find amongst this like the signatories just like mordor and then Sauron's like well like obviously obviously yeah. we care about climate change have you seen the desertification that's happened to mordor it's terrible I mean like- to
0: be fair even Darth Vader he is paying for a lot of carbon offsets when he's building the Death Star
1: oh he's yeah. offsetting
0: his carbon yeah production uh
1: yeah. Saruman said that, like, obviously he was sorry for his part in birthing the uruk High, but did recognise <laughs> that the entire biosphere was for all of Middle-earth citizens and we needed to, you know, have common action on this. Yeah,
0: for us. I mean, yes, he's, he's intending to destroy humanity and uh, all of... I'm thinking more towards sort of Voldemort sort of world, but Voldemort has said that as much as he wants to destroy and control the wizarding world, he does still want it to exist for his grandchildren and our <laughs> grandchildren. So, you know, it's kind of, yeah. Um, who else? <laughs> <laughs> this is your territory, mate. <laughs> Young adult fiction. Imagine just in a into scene,
1: Hanrahan just pausing, going, how else do we hide in this? What's, what do we... <laughs>
0: What my we... so I've I've got I've not done improv, but I have in my head planned what I will do, and that is for every single improv scene, my characters will will have a subtle limp
1: that I'll just remember <laughs> to
0: do every so often.
1: Well the um I I always thought the subtle limp was the best of Philip Pullman's, his dark materials. Um <laughs> The problem is you can't really do uh You can't really do that for Philip Pullman. What we've been doing, because of course it's a much better and more nuanced book, which is about us overthrowing a god that doesn't really exist and being alive in the world uh, amongst each other. Uh, And that's why it's a beautiful book. Real talk, guys. Um,
0: We 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 watched a series of Unfortunate Narnia, the White
1: Witch. The White Witch. She knows. She knows the importance of. Climate regulation. If anything, she's been trying to cool Earth down for a bit to prevent it from uh... Yeah,
0: nice. This is good <laughs> okay. references. Good references. <laughs>
1: yeah, nice. This is good. That's this actually is that's actually worse <laughs> than how can we heighten this? Just yeah, good, good, good work, kills Oh,
0: a series of unfortunate events, yes. the Netflix show. Um, I do get the sense you know you know how that sort of works with the uh, Captain Olaf.
1: I've seen the film. Count uh, Olaf. Captain
0: Olaf. Captain count Olaf.
1: <laughs> captain, Olaf. <laughs> captain, Olaf. <laughs> <laughs> captain
0: Olaf is from *Pikmin*. Because uh, count, count is Olaf. hereditary,
1: whereas captain suggests that he's done some sort of good oh, works no, no. in the army.
0: Donald Donald Trump could definitely play that kind of character who dresses up as all of evil people, doing clearly evil things, and for some reason. All adults can't see him for what he is. He just, just That's that's a nice man over there. What are you talking about? Are you trying to steal some children? (laughs) That's really funny. Um, I always like it when you say that. When you don't laugh, you say that's really funny. Just a clear clear sign. All right, guys. uh... All right,
1: double goggle box listener. That's because I think what Rich has done is a very. A uh, funny idea that needs further development and is is such a good little idea that's probably not in its final form. There we go. Enjoy it on the podcast. That's why I've decided that Richard's <laughs> bit isn't in its it final form, but could be very, very well, good because it's a very true observation. It's...
0: By the way, I think that bit about North Korea is, is fucking hilarious, by the way. <laughs> in a very similar vein. what just like... the
1: idea that, just the, the, the actual true fact that North, that America is pulling out of an accord which even North Korea was like, we need to step up to the plate.
0: For me, it's more the fact that I'm that Trump could shout that North Korea is some liberal... Uh, <laughs> just like, we, we don't yeah, want to be like the these left liberal wing pussies fucking... in
1: Pyongyang.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, nothing is ever good enough for him.
1: Oh, my God. It's literally over. We've literally got to hope Elon Musk sorts out, like... Flying to an asteroid or something
0: and terraforming it. So Elon Musk, you know, apparently he's getting a lot of stick because he's 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 trying to work with Trump. Have you heard about this?
1: Yeah, but I think at least he's canceling his their, um... reasons for wanting to do that more than some people's.
0: Like yeah, I don't absolutely. think that's for I, like, personal for I, like, personal profit. That's not for a like figure keeping who's... the
1: planet. He's obsessed with like the survival of humanity, basically. Yeah,
0: is, is there no one who's who's proven themselves to be trying to make the world better. Like, yeah, it, it's through money, but, you know, money in itself is not bad. It's what you do with it. And he's clearly like, I'm investing a lot of money into trying to do renewable energy. and He
1: could easily have made more know, money doing something blander, I think, Elon Musk.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey. That is the other thing as well with the Holocaust, is the Holocaust created a lot of commercial opportunities for a lot of companies. Well,
1: yeah, so... there's, there's German, like, like is it...
0: IBM, IBM. Is it
1: Volkswagen that used Jew- Jewish slaves to build their stuff under?
0: Probably, probably. IBM's machines were were originally used to count up um, the Jewish people as they were being holocausted.
1: That's not true, is using it? Hol- yeah. Are you kidding? Yeah,
0: they built them. No.
1: Okay, gosh.
0: Mate, it's, it's fucking everywhere. <laughs> Loads of people made them, like, made them, their companies through the holocaust.
1: I think the important thing to remember, guys, is that in the coming post-apocalyptic hellscape, a lot of us are going to be working out, you know, how are we going to get nutrition? And the important thing to remember is that it's always morally okay to eat Jill Stein voters. I think that's the thing. You can always, <laughs> you can just always gobble them up. I think you can say like, oh, were you a Jill Stein voter in California? And then maybe you just take an arm. But if they were a Jill Stein voter in any swing state, then you do get to, without um, without any worries, just kill them. It's great. It's really good.
0: What I like about this potential post-apocalyptic future... Is that I'm is in that America my... and there are
1: loads of Jill Stein voters that are actively declaring that they're Jill Stein voters to me.
0: <laughs> no, my my uh, my CV as it stands is already irrelevant when I'm trying to apply for, like, social media officer jobs. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, but I'm guessing when the, the bombs fall, um, my six years' experience as a freelance graphic designer are probably not going to cut it uh, when it comes to deciding who gets to live and who gets to die.
1: No, like, uh, I think my search engine optimization experience will be pretty useful. <laughs> I think I'll have to work hard to be able to convince people that needing to know, to know calculus is more important than say foraging skills but um <laughs> I'm willing I'm willing to give a crack to maybe find statistic to explain to them statistics of how you would which zones you would forage in for improved uh, <laughs> yeah. outcomes and then of course uh comedy
0: That's your ki- Imagine that's your Catan knowledge coming through Oh probabilities
1: Probably <laughs> yes.
0: of foraging in certain areas
1: Oh we should have a Catan podcast it would just be you crying. Oh, you
0: should not. It would not be me crying. It would be me fucking killing you.
1: Guys. I fucking Richard, hate that uh, Richard Hanrahan is a very, is actually a very aggressive man when he plays and loses. <laughs> <certainly> <laughs> when to you Kattan. try and make
0: him play a game he doesn't want to play Literally, twice in a row. Literally, he started drinking
1: he at like four in the afternoon last time we played because he hated it so much.
0: Bearing in mind, alcohol is one of the things that like, I know makes me hurt. <laughs> <laughs> it, it exacerbates my health conditions. I needed to drink to get through that game of Catan.
1: Richard Hanrahan uh. is the actual true expression of like a cheesy song where it goes, oh, "I I I drink because I'm sad, and I'm sad because I drink." Whereas like Richard's like, "I'm in physical pain because of various health conditions because I drink, and I drink because I lose at Catan."
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh.
1: Hey, there's no better hexagonal probability board game. Um,
0: Hey, look, can we just talk about the French election? That's all we got now.
1: The French election is the shitty bronze lining of this mushroom cloud in which we live, um, which is that potentially it's looking like the Blairite type uh, Macron is going to get through to the, uh, potentially get through to the second round in which he would probably beat Marie Le Pen, which is pretty good, because before the choice was going to be either Le Pen, a fascist, or uh, uh, Fion, a Thatcherite. So, in comparison, Blair looking pretty good.
0: (laughs) But you're saying you're comparing him more to sort of a Miliband-esque kind of figure, right? Oh, that,
1: no, that's the socialist, uh, which is, I think, uh, 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 Hamon, or, uh, I can't remember his surname, Um, Benoit, I think, um, the
0: but I yeah,
1: so he's the so there's a there's a Miliband esque person on the left, uh, that they selected, but he won't. The the socialists are discredited after, um, the socialists are discredited after Hollande, then they won't get through to the second round.
0: Uh, but I was suggesting that the uh, that he didn't have a chance in hell of becoming the uh, the leader because. The press have got images of him awkwardly eating a croque-monsieur, which will really uh, destroy his chances in the upcoming runoffs. Runoff is very much a horrible word, isn't it? It makes you think of rainwater.
1: Mm. Well, that's, you know, that's that stage of the election, isn't it? It's a bunch of people trying to work out which of the candidates they least like and then voting the other person. (laughs) Um, Exactly. Which I think is democracy, really. (laughs) The. Uh yes. So Putin's currently trawling all of his emails, so you've got the Croc Monsieur thing. The only other thing they found on yeah. Macron is it turns out that his favourite Harry Potter was Order of the Phoenix, which is gonna be pretty damning for a lot of people, but um other yeah. than that, he seems pretty pretty okay. Can't do a can't do a One podcast of... without at least four Harry Potter jokes, guys. Come on.
0: I actually heard this about Jeremy Corbyn. Uh is that he just he loves giving away spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> that's the next thing that's gonna come out in the sun. <laughs> Corbin will spoil all these books for you.
1: Oh my god! Um, I just, you know, it's just incompetent, isn't it? No, the uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. I don't know if there's much else for us to say. I mean, for me, in just in just one week, um, we had uh, we had the ability to create a. Billy Joel uh, pastiche of a song that is supposed to be basically the whole second half of the 20th century um, <laughs> in one in one song. So uh, we've managed to do that in about a week's worth of insane news from America. Here we go! Previous ban and Sessions pants, American present proud and dense, Bernard Lang of fake news, missing votes, fascist views, now new dirty EPA, and Theresa May, sizing how to nice vaccines, England's got a scared queen. We didn't start the fire, etc. etc. And.
0: Right, what well, should we call that
1: day? Russians in Estonia, Oval is paranoia, Rock Cucks, Spencer Punch. Trump's baseless crowd huh? Till it our China Sea Should we smack a Nazi? tariff wall, actual wall It's almost like the uh, meter doesn't work We didn't start the fire Etc, etc And the garden there Wasn't good for my breathing there, I didn't We didn't start the fire I'm gonna do the next bit Even though I think I'm gonna forbid you From putting on the podcast Oh, boy. Absolutely use torture Climate change, scorcher Racist refugee, ban Billy Joel's meter doesn't scan Abortion, global gag Order, social media Disorder, soft power, no power, tiny hand, Photoshop, Putin on his intercom, Twitter baby time bomb, alternative facts, death of Americana packs, Spicer, Conway, chaos in the beltways, civilization's done, that's just week one. Oh my god, the end of that is so terrible. <laughs> oh, oh boy. Please, dear god, don't start the fire.
0: Tomba <laughs> just growled as you got to that bit.
1: Yeah, oh, I hate myself. We'll, to, um, we'll
0: be... try and, we'll try and be more um. uh, regular and try and <laughs> be funny or something. I don't really. I just don't know That's, how to write. That,
1: does sound, that does sound like your poo. That sounds like it your does sound like a poo diary.
0: <laughs> I, my poo diary would be the highlight of the Trump presidency.
1: Well, guys, I mean, on that note, one thing I'll say is that um, that uh, went to a couple of went to a couple of protests uh, in the last in the last week or so, and I felt went to the uh, women's march in London, over hundred thousand people. Uh, um, and, that, uh, and then there were about thirty. It felt like there were tens of thousands at um, outside Downing Street protesting Trump's state visit. So, difficult to see what tangible outcome these things might necessarily achieve, but good to keep up the pressure. And also one thing I find funny about certain people on the right, when people go protesting, is they go, oh yeah, what's that going to achieve? You're only doing it to make yourself feel better. Yeah, that, that yeah, enough is a valid enough reason to go. Why is that? Why is that so? aha. checkmate! You cunt. You want to like not feel completely isolated and alone in a fragmenting, fascistic, developing society? No, great. If it's going to make you feel better and reminds you that you're not alone and other people care about openness and science and stopping climate change, it's
0: over. quite interesting because it's actually a part of the left that isn't really spoken about and would be really good like if people said to people to come join a protest because it'll make you feel better I think a lot more people would do it it's fascinating like it's yeah, like that it is the biggest attack is probably it, one of the most important g- aspects of protest that isn't talked about
1: yeah and it somehow seems to be selfish and it's like well it's only self <laughs> it's one of the few good elements of our biological programming is that we feel you can feel good in a in a group of people that I like you, and it's rubbish in some ways, and it leads to. That's exactly the sort of mindset that leads to scapegoating refugees and immigrants and stuff. But I mean, like, that there is. We 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 are not just little atoms. Now nah, I'm off to work from home for the rest of the day. Okay, bye. <laughs> I'm so alone. Um, the. What have
0: we learned, guys? I don't think we've even we've not even mentioned St- well, we did mention Steve Bannon right at the beginning. We've not mentioned Steve Bannon, we've not mentioned Pribus, we've not mentioned fucking alternative facts and Sean Spicer. We've not talked about Carrie-An, whatever the fuck she was called on the alternative facts. We've missed out a huge swathes of executive orders. We've barely mentioned Theresa May. Uh, Jeremy Corbyn hasn't really sort of featured. Uh, Tim Farron hasn't really featured. Nicola Sturgeon and the independence debate hasn't really been mentioned. Mexico, the war, phone uh, the, 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 the conversations with Putin, phone conversations with um uh Australia today, in which she's told Australia to fuck off. And <laughs> I think I heard he gave, he gave them the middle finger. Incredible, incredible. Phone.
1: Like, incredible. Australia's one of only... One of only four other countries that has ing- like an, a very yeah. high level of intelligence sharing with America. Weirdly, Britain, Britain, America, Canada, New Zealand being the other. I wonder what unites all those people. That uh, if it's really uh, like crucial, st- strategic. Was it that they're all white anglophone? Could be. <laughs> Predon- <laughs> Historically, the, do you know what I mean? It's like the 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 sort of like this bizarre yeah. anglophone regressive well,
0: it goes back to again the whole north North Korea's liberal paradise thing I like uh. who I don't know who his allies are supposed to be uh and he held to his amazing hand oh because
1: was... he's afraid of stairs come <laughs> on mate we've all been afraid of stairs
0: <laughs> maybe they were crossing we've... the road and they just like uh...
1: We've all uh, been a 70-year-old megalomaniac who's afraid of stairs. Which one we, of us Which one of us can honestly say that we've not been a 70-year-old billionaire who's afraid of stairs? Can we, can
0: we all agree? You're lying to yourself. That the Guardian needs to stop trying to report on how much of the wall that he's built, as if like to, like, to say, like, oh, you've not built any of the wall yet, you're useless. It's like, no,
1: yeah. the, <laughs> the argument needs to be... We don't want him yeah, to... Exactly,
0: yeah. It's like, I hate that kind of attitude of saying, like, we we don't like what your policy is, What's but he do? if you're the... not going to do it, we hate you for it.
1: What's he going to do? If, if, if it's re-election, he runs on the promise of making like a thousand death camps and the Guardian's like, only 326, you prick. <laughs> <Exactly>. like...
0: <laughs> You've only exterminated one race.
1: <laughs> it's only mostly white America, Trump. We're, we're backing Bernie Sanders to fulfill his promise of... <laughs>
0: A completely white America.
1: <laughs> um, guys, be good to each other. Be good to yourself. Touch yourselves <laughs> if you need to, if you feel like it. Have a wank. It probably
0: will make you feel better.
1: It, it will make you know, you what? You know what? briefly feel better, and then you'll feel quite alone watch,
0: afterwards. Watch Asian porn. Watch... True. Watch... <laughs> Go for some non white porn. (laughs) Is this a new?
1: I prefer the yodeling. (laughs) I prefer the amazing hitches contribution to race relations in these dark times.
0: This week, why do you try and masturbate to the thought (laughs) of someone not from your race? Chumbo's not happy
1: about this. It's some. Oh my god, Chumbo. Turns out that Richard Hanran's dog is a white supremacist. So, yeah, touch yourself, be good to each other. Maybe be good to yourself and touch other people if those other people want you to touch them. And you want
0: to touch that? Caress them by the pussy. Oh, no <laughs> if you must, <laughs> caress them. Uh, right, okay, so that's the podcast this week. Uh, we'll, hopefully, we'll see you in 2018. <laughs> 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 Very, Very good.
1: Told. See you in April, guys. See you
0: in April. <laughs> right. Well,
1: uh, yeah, bye. Bye.